Good evening, everybody. We have got Stephen, the devil French with us tonight live. It's one of the best books I have ever read in my life. I contacted him right away. We did a podcast. Must have been about three years ago now. A very lengthy one. Got a huge, tremendous response. But we have never had Stephen live on the channel before. And we really appreciate that he is spending time with us tonight. If you've got any questions, put them in the chat. He's launched his own channel, relaunched it. All the links are in the description box. Please go down and support what he's doing. And this is going to be part of a series that Ron Swanson, Braveheart himself, has coordinated. And we're going to be doing this on Thursday evenings at this yeah. time. I think we've got three of them lined up. Yeah, we do. So f- first off, huge thank you, Stephen, coming on. It's been a while. Yes, Sean. How are you doing? Yeah, tremendous. We're just so excited that you're back. It's like you went away for a few years and then bam. Yeah, I took a respite. I took a respite. But um, let me just do a quick rundown on I on who I am for individuals that haven't come across me before because I understand the reach of your channel is far and wide. Yeah, so my name's Stephen French. Yeah, I rose to notoriety in the 80s and 90s in Liverpool. After, basically it was after uh, um, the 1981 uprisings. We call them uprisings. You may know them as the Toxteth Riots. And it was a reaction and a um, countermanding to the police oppression that we was under. And after the riots, Toxic kind of became a go a no-go area and we grew like redwoods in, in, in what we call the south end of the city. Yeah. And I, I rose to prom- prominence. Um I've I've got a three three tiers to my personality. The first tier, tier to my personality is uh, um, I'm a serious martial artist. I'm former English, British, European. And Wacko All Styles Kickboxing Organization champion. Yeah, I hold I held all those titles at the same time. I'm also a, a, a postgraduate of Liverpool University, Red Brick University. I also have an MA. Yeah, right. And I was also what is what is termed as a gangster. I don't really like the term gangster, but it's it's been it's been put on me. And the name was I was given the nickname the Devil. Um, and the forte of the crime that I um, made a hell of a lot of money doing was what we, what's called taxing, taxing drug dealers. Basically, um, I would kidnap, torture, and take drug dealers' more cash and money from them. Yeah, it was a different time. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not something that I'm trying to glorify or boast about. It's just something that happened matter-of-factly, yeah, right? In the backdrop of 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 1980s Britain, because what you've got to understand that this uh, 1980s Britain was a different place. We in the South End, yeah, we we're in the South End of the city with our backs to the Mersey. Yeah, surrounded like Indians, yeah, right, right, by a lot of racist uh, skinheads, Park Road boot boys, Lark Lane boot boys, Air Road boot boys, all skinheads, Crombie wearing, uh, Ben Sherman wearing, 
uh, um, Fleming jeans wearing and uh, uh, Doc Martens shine stompers they used to call them because that's what we were known as. We were known as the South End Shines. Yeah, right. So we were uh, our backs to the Mersey. Yeah, right. And we became a very militant force. Yeah, yeah right. The 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 predominantly the makeup of Toxic to South End is mixed race uh, children between African and West Indian seamen and uh, Irish immigrants. Yeah, right. My mother's an Irish lady. Most of my friends uh, 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 that are my age, that are my uh, complexion, they also have Irish in their family. So, so after the riots, yeah, 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 the police wouldn't come into our area. Yeah, yeah, right, and. Drugs were rife. Drugs were rife. Um, I also worked with a guy that you may know, a guy called Curtis Warren. Curtis Warren and I were friends at that time. We're a little bit estranged at the present moment of the time because he got a little bit upset with me with, with, with regards to what I wrote, wrote in the book, in, in my book called The Devil. Yeah, right. But the, the change in my life came when my blood brother, wasn't my actual brother, right? but he was my blood brother. For me, blood makes individuals related, but it's loyalty that makes family. And Andrew, John and I had great loyalty to each other. And we were a formidable duo. Yeah, and Andrew yeah, uh, uh, um, had his life taken in 1991, shot five times uh, uh, in the back with a Webley, a Webley, 1940, 19... Uh, 1918 Webley, it was a, 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 an officer's firearm, the firearm that they used to use to shoot horses, and the bullets were like were like the size of the finger. That um, But those bullets were meant to go in me. Those bullets were provi provided to the guy that shot Andrew to, to shoot me. Uh, Fortunately for me, I was taken away at the time. I was actually on remand in Wormwood Scrubs when Andrew died. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's been a few times when my life has been threatened and serendipity, higher power, call it whatever you want, I've, I've been saved and I have a different um, calling to my life at the present moment in time. But I don't boast about the heinous crimes that I carried out or the taxation that I did, yeah, right? It's just a matter of fact, and I'm giving it to the viewing audience that don't know who I am, right? Because around about, I, I, then after my brother died, Andrew died, and my daughter was born, I, I tried to change, I've tried to change my life several times, yeah, yeah. And um, around about 2000, 2005, a guy called, um, um, Graham Johnson came to Liverpool. He came to Liverpool looking for tapes, tapes for the Paul Bennett and John Ass got a pardon. Apparently they prayed a bribe to, I think it was Haig, one of the high up politicians in the Conservative Party apparently took a bribe. Yeah, allegedly, sorry, took a bribe. Yeah, right. And arranged a pardon for them and, and they came out. It all came out in the wash and, and they were taken back into prison. Well, um, Graham Johnson came looking for the, some tapes and he was told if 
you go to Liverpool, and if you want to know anything that's going on in Liverpool, you got to find a guy called Stephen French. He found me, yeah, and he found me a fascinating guy, yeah, right? Now, I always knew that I was going to write a book, yeah, and the book that I was going to write was called Tall, Dark and Dangerous. It's a play on Tall, Dark and Handsome because I believe I'm tall, dark and handsome. But the book was going to be called Tall, Dark and Dangerous. Graham Johnson came and see me, yeah, right? And he, he said, I want to write this book. So I, I said to him, in 1971, the Observer magazine came to the South End, yeah, right? I was actually a, a, a member of the Young Panther Party. Yeah, the same American Panthers that had Bobby Seale and Angela Davis in America. We had a chapter here in Texas, and I was a member of, of, of the Young Panthers. Yeah, and they took an iconic photograph in 1971 that appeared in the Sunday, Ob Sunday Observer. And I knew from an early age that one day I'd write a book and that photograph would be in my book. So I said to him, if you can find that picture, I'll write the book, would you? Yeah, and he found a picture and it's in the book. Yeah, and that happened. But when he went out to do his research, yeah, you're right. And he was interviewing people that had had run-ins with me or knew me. They said, that guy was the devil. Back in the 80s and 90s, that guy used to torture and kidnap everybody. Everybody, people used to keep a stash of money in case he turned up to give him the money. He was, he, he was prolific in what he was doing. Graham Johnson came back to me and he said, the book's got to be called The Devil. Now, I'm not a religious man, but I'm a spiritual man. And I believe in God. And I didn't want to call the book the devil. Yeah, right. And I argued with him. I said, well, can't we call it? They called me the devil. But he convinced me in the end because of the commercial grab of the name of the devil. And he was right because it, was, it wasn't an autobiography. It was an account of my life. Yeah, right. And it sold 40,000 copies with regards to a semi-autobiography uh, come, come account, yeah? They had ex excellent numbers. It did excellent numbers. Um, then, then... Um, um, can I just interject just quickly, uh, Stephen? Of course you can. Can you, can you look at the camera for when, you're, for when, you're, when you're talking? Because that would be spot on. And I'm sorry for interjecting, mate. So, oh, oh, okay. Um, then... Um, Zigzag, a company called Zigzag got in touch with me and there was, Danny Dyer was doing a series called Britain's Hardest Men. I did episode one, season one, episode one, the most uh, viewed, yeah, right, right. And it was, I, I, I did the book and did the documentary and I was going to, I was attempting to make a movie, yeah, right, because I, I was attempting to honour my brother's life and build the Andrew John Memorial Skill Centre. The skill centre would be a centre that knows no race, no grounds, no no background, no creed, yeah, that would teach our young men um, a skill so they, they could provide for themselves and their families without becoming pistoleros. What I didn't account for is what would happen after I went on TV, yeah, what would happen to my life. I knew there was going to be problems in my life, yeah, right, uh, um, with, with, the, with the work that I was doing because I became an anti-gun campaigner. I became an anti-gun campaigner and I was working against 
the killing, especially after my brother was killed in the streets. I know about 25 guys that have been murdered. I know about 25 guys that are doing life. Yeah, yeah, right. And it's, it, 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 I was working within all the black communities. I got to a point, yeah, yeah, right. Um, and I'll, I will curtail it at this point because I'll save some of the stuff for later, late, later on. But that's the kind of little basic background of who I was. Yeah, how I became the devil, how I got notoriety through books, through TV, yeah, right. And through having a reputation for serious violence and being a very capable martial artist. As you can yeah. see, you can see my logo there. That's the World Cuba, Cuba Camp Federation. Yeah, I'm also uh, being in the I'm a, a Kazuna Knight, a member of the Kazuna Brothers. It's a 40-year year brotherhood, all to do with martial arts. Yeah, I'm known all over the world for my martial arts. Uh, um, and I brought a, a Japanese mindset and a Japanese mentality, yeah, right, to street situations. So I'm known as a pretty ferocious guy, yeah, yeah. And, and when I was a young guy. And I'll take a pause there, yeah, right, because what we're doing now, yeah, right, that's kind of my background for individuals that don't really know about me. What this uh, series is about is the untold prison stories. Yeah, right, because when I was fully active as the devil, yeah, yeah, mm, the police couldn't catch me. They weren't really interested in me. It was only when I started to go in the opposite direction of fight the system that the system became interest, interested in me. Um, and I've had my life threatened several times. I've had contracts put on my life. I've been shot. I've been stabbed. I've been set on fire. Yeah. Now, uh, um, there's a lot of people that say I'm a duplicitous guy and I don't tell the truth. So one of the reasons why I've come back onto social media is to bring the receipts to the truth about the nature of my character and the individual that I, I actually am. So, for example, if you put into your search engine the Panor BBC Panorama program, A Young Gunman, 2008, you'll see five shots being fired at me, five shots on my heavy cal cal caliber weapon, you know, for the work that I was doing. If you look on the Danny Dyer program, yeah, you'll see a group of young black men, around about 50, maybe a dozen of them, with a, a pit bull dogs. And they say, Stephen French is a grass. Stephen French can't come round here anymore. Yeah, yeah, right? Because he, he got shot at. All that is the, tr is the truth. Yeah, yeah, right? And all that was, was what was leading me to go to prison. My, my life was constantly under threat because I was trying to be an anti-gun campaigner. And how how could I be an anti-gun campaigner and if I had any issues, reach for my firearms? So so from, from 2005, I opened up the Kazuna Increase the Peace program, yeah, which was my anti-gun campaign program. Evander Holyfield was a patron. Jim, uh, 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 
Ricky Hatton was a patron and I had all a lot of all the top boxers involved. Yeah, right. Trying to teach the young men, yeah, 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 to 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 have a strength in it rather than killing each other. That was the work that I was I, I was working in. But I was also being threatened and shot at if, if you look at the the young gunman program that I that I mentioned. So <clears throat> I was doing cocaine at the time, yeah? I was doing a lot of cocaine at the time, and I was under pressure, yeah, right? And eventually, eventually, I cracked wide open. I cracked wide open, and I ended up pistol whipping a guy, yeah, in Liverpool city centre, and I became a hypocrite. I became guilty of a hypocritical act. I was the anti-gun campaigner, yeah, that pistol whipped him in the city centre and had the helicopters out, and. And Merseyside police in a frenzy. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll pause that story there because there's something that I would like to share with everybody with regards to the young men, yeah, on the Danny Dyer program from my own community, young black guys from my own community uh, uh, screaming and shouting for my blood. Yeah, right. And there was I know I knew I know who it was yeah, yeah and I know who the guy was who who said Stephen French can't come round here he's a grass now the interesting thing about that is this yeah I give up my 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 grip yeah yeah of toxic in around about the late nineties it was then taken over by. Glenn Field Sergeants, a guy called Glenn Field Sergeants, and a guy called Clay Benjamin. Clay Benjamin is the younger brother of, of Spencer Benjamin. Clay was murdered. Yeah, Clay was murdered. And the young man who's standing up saying, Stephen French can't come round here, he's a grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made a statement in that case, went to court pointed out the guy that was accused of the crime. Yeah, yeah. He was acquitted in the end. The, 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 the trial fell, fell apart. Yeah, yeah. But I got the guy's depositions, yeah. And I and I sent his depositions to him saying, you're going on TV calling me a grass. Here's your statements. Yeah. This is what you do. This is who you pointed out. Now, if somebody makes a statement and goes to court and says, he's the guy that killed somebody, that's what I call a snitch. That's yeah. what I call the grass. I, yeah, right. Now, I now I, I, I'm coming to a point. Yeah, right. So, so because one of the reasons why I'm back on, yeah, yeah, right. Wherever I go or whatever I go, this is a label that's being put on me. Stephen French is a grass. Stephen French is a police informer. Yeah, yeah. I've done, I've done the Billy Moore or All or Nothing podcast. Yeah, and I challenged anybody to bring the statements where I've put somebody in the dock or where I've stood and pointed at a man and said, he did this to me and he did that to me or where I've, I've put somebody else in, in, in a situation, yeah, to get myself out of my situation, yeah? Because a lot of it, yeah, yeah, right, is envy and jealousy, yeah? And I'm the big black book that nobody could do anything with, especially on Merseyside. Yeah, yeah. When I was a young man, yeah, yeah, I was a monster. Monsters 
Yeah, yeah. They're not born, they're made. Yeah, yeah, right. And we won't go too deep into it because the stuff that I want to save for further on, but we'll, we we will come back to that. Yeah, right. I'm just uh, uh, um, um, addressing the issues of anybody that wants to start coming on or into the live and shout and writing Stephen French is a grass. Don't just write Stephen French is a grass. Bring some details. Bring on who I grasped on, when I did it, and how I did it, or shut your fucking mouth. Or or just shut your fucking mouth and don't bother coming into the lives and saying anything. I mean, that's a better option. No, no, no. This, 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 is, this, is, this, is, this is one of the reasons why I'm back on social media. Yeah. Yeah, right? now, now, I want to move into, into the first story, yeah, right? But first, you need to know how I ended up in prison. Yeah. So I'm working, in, I've, I've got uh, uh, the executive offices in Water Street, Liverpool, in Il Plazio, the money end of town, yeah. I'm doing pensions and I'm doing commercial debt recoveries, yeah. No win, no free, yeah. And I'm moving into pension work and there's a young man, yeah, yeah, that knows all about the pensions and I want him to come and work for me. But he owes a certain individual 1,500 quid. So I paid a man 1,500 quid, yeah, and he construes that as me being a weak guy or whatever, whatever he can he construed it as, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tries to start encroaching on our business. At that time, this is about 2013, at that time, I was also... A, a schedule to fight at the Troxy in East London in a gloves, not guns match. Yeah, Stephen French and the Scouts of Tears. Yeah, I was fighting a kickboxer who, who I was 53 and I was fighting a kickboxer who fought seven fights because I was leading by example. Yeah, yeah. Don't be scared to have a fight. Yeah, don't be always wanting to shoot each other. Have a scrap. Yeah, whoever wins, wins. Yeah, I was trying to bring back the state. There's a few things that I was trying to do because you'll never stop young men rocking. You can't stop young men rocking. But what you can possibly do, yeah, is get them to put the fire down, firearms down and stop killing each other. They've got a, a, a similar thing in America. They call it street beefs. Yeah, you go into, and, and, and you sort you, you, you your shit out in the backyard. Yeah, and then you get a cut nose or a black eye instead of ending up in a box. I think it's much preferable. This guy now, yeah, 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 uh, refuses to fight me, sends me messages and tells me he's going to end me. Well, I've heard that, or I've heard how I'm going to be shot and done in a million and one times. But then he made the mistake of threatening my daughter. And he made the mistake of threatening my sister's hairdressers. Yeah, yeah. Made a mistake of threatening the females in my family. Yeah. And I cracked wide open. Remember now, I've been getting shot at. My house has been getting petrol bombed. I've been doing the anti-gun work from 2005 to 2013. That's eight years straight. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always getting pressured as well over it. Yeah, right. And I haven't done anything. I'd had enough. I'd had enough. So I decided I was going to murder this guy. Yeah. I decided that I was going to behead him. That's why I got caught with a machete. Yeah. I went to Callan's and I bought a machete. Yeah. I bought a machete to do the job. Yeah. And, and uh, 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 murder at that time 
seemed like a good idea to me. Might have been the influence of cocaine, might have been the pressure that I was under, might have been that I just had enough of punks that couldn't, couldn't, that are not fit to carry my sweaty jockstrap, throwing scorn on my name, trying to ridicule me, I'd had enough. And when I'm in, I'm in Callum's in Liverpool, yeah, and I bought a machete, yeah, and I'm a spiritual man, and I hear a voice in my mind, thou shall not kill, thou shall not kill, thou shall not kill. And I look down in the counter, and I see a seager, imitation firearm. And it's either a moment of inspiration or a moment of disaster. It all depends what way you look at it. But I decided I was going to pistol whip this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, a real G move to pistol whip somebody. Yeah, and I pistol whipped him. He went to hospital. Yeah, and I went to prison. That's how I ended up in prison. Yeah, in 2013. Yeah, and I'm going to share some of my prison stories with the viewers, yeah, right? But I think we'll take a small pause there to hear from our sponsors. And, and what else is, what else happens in that? Burn a, a, a saint and altar card in your hands and you actually take an oath. And what is that oath? The oath is if you violate what you know about uh, this life, betray your brothers, you'll die and burn in hell like Saint is burning in your hands. And do you accept that oath? And I said, yes, I do. Did you meet him? Not? Many times, yeah. What was he like? Great. I mean, I enjoyed it. Constantly be thinking, wherever you go, that somebody one day may tap you on the shoulder. I, it's, it's and an exact what they would see as revenge for you breaking the, yeah. the code. I know that that's a possibility. I mean, to me, it would be ridiculous to assume you hadn't. You can't be a mafia captain for that length of time in charge of that number of people and not kill people, can you? Well, well let me put it this way. You know, it's a violent life at times. Mm. And if you're part of the life, you're part of the violence. And yeah, as a captain, I was given an order, told what to do, I did it. What do you think happened to him? There's two schools of thought. He hung himself or he was murdered. Not only did I spend time in that prison, I spent time on that tier. Right. Because I was in lockdown. I mean, all those things happening at one time, the cameras are gone, the guards fall asleep. It doesn't happen. When I was in there, they were watching me 24-7. All right, Stephen, I just want to say thank you very much. The, the, the introduction... For those who maybe have never um, seen Stephen or heard of him, you paint a really intense picture. I'm not going to lie, right? The, the the background story and where you've led up to. Uh, just want to say thank you for being here. And listen, everybody, make sure you smash the like button. Make sure you're subscribed because we've got episode two and three coming in a week or two. And make make sure that uh, you're subscribed with all notifications. So, Stephen, the big the big thing is is these prison stories. You've never really spoken about them. You've never, you know, went into these scenarios. So, first of all, obviously, thank you 
from you know everybody here for for letting us be the platform you share that on but i just want to let everyone else know that Stephen is going to be uh launching his own podcast we've got a lot of things in the works so make sure you follow the links in the description to Stephen, uh his link tree his socials and just get ready because i think a lot of people are going to have uh, a lot of entertainment and a lot of information uh relayed to them when when this kicks off and that's something we're going to be talking about a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. But Stephen, you're gonna you're gonna take us down the path now of the uh, to be honest, the untold lore of Stephen French. I mean, that's that's what I feel it is. I mean, it's 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 an epic tale. Whether you're um, in the audience right now and you're you know agree with the past and how somebody can change um, their ways and, and and do better or not. I just think it's it's mind blowing uh, these stories. It really, really is. Okay, yeah. Now, <laughs> what you've got to realize, right? What you have to understand is what Merseyside, what Liverpool is actually like. And Liverpool, the most racist city in Europe, with the most racist police force. Not my words. The words of Lord Gifford, the Gifford Report, circa 1989. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, uh, a racist. I'm not anti-white. I'm pro-black. And I've got lots and lots of white friends. But behind a lot <clears throat> of online hate that I get, yeah, it's not end. Evertonians, yeah, hello, hello, Everett Norwhite, Everett Norwhite, hello, throwing bananas on my mate John Barnes. I'm bringing the truth and facts about the structure of how Liverpool is, yeah, and how it was, yeah, right. So, and like I said, yeah, yeah, right, like I said. Um, if you've seen, if you've seen um, the, the Danny Dyer program, you'll know that I had a hell of a security firm. You'll know that I was, I had, I worked door security. Yeah, right. Now, throughout Liverpool, yeah, 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 there were colour bars. No niggas in this club. No blacks in this club. No blacks in this club. Me and my compadre that was still alive at that time. We were in our twenties and we weren't playing that, yeah. And I took over most of the doors, of Liverpool City Centre. I took over doors in the North End. I took over the door, the one of the best doors in in thing, which was the Grafton. Yeah, this is the nature of Stephen French. This is the nature of the warrior that I am. Yeah. Now I've sat back and I decided when I came on social media, I sat back and I'd, I'd let people say what they want to say and do what they want to do. Yeah, right. Because I was walking a different path. And what happened is, is, is the rumors about me. Yeah, I'm a queer. I'm a rapist. I'm a, 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 a incestuous paedophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been smashed in, in prison fights. All, all, all not true. Yeah, right. So I'm coming back to to bring the light to that. But what I want to say, yeah, yeah, is I get more love than hate. Yeah, and I don't want those 
who follow me, yeah, and see me speaking about love, light, and hope, to be confused, yeah, 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 right, when they see the, my, the other side of my persona, yeah, when I'm tapping, when I'm tapping into my monster, yeah, right, because within inside me rages a beast that I can tap into at any time that I want, for right or for wrong, I choose it for light. But what I'm, what I am doing, yeah, yeah, is answering the questions with receipts about my personality. They try to brand me a coward. They try to brand me a fraud. They try to brand me not real. So let's start with my arrest in two thousand and thirteen. Yeah. My my sister's, my daughter's friend was working in the police control room. Yeah, yeah. Came over the radio. Permission to shoot, permission to shoot, permission to shoot. They wanted to blast me. Yeah, right, right. But unfortunately for me, I got rid of the machete and the fake piece and I threw them in the mazy and an off-duty copper saw me. Yeah, that's the the uh, the downfall of being on TV. So they marked where it was. Yeah, and they, and they came to arrest me. Yeah, yeah. And they, they was armed when they came to arrest me. And it was all over the press. It was all over the radio. It was all over the, over the news. And I was in the police station for the day and a half. Yeah. There's two, mm, late February 2013. Yeah. So it got to HMP Liverpool that the devil is on his way to B-Wing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in a, I was in a St. Anne Street police station. Yeah, but I was, I was eventually going to end up, yeah, remanded in custody and I'd be coming into to HMP Liverpool. Yeah, and I found, I found out retrospectively that the chap went up over the, over the old jail. When that grass gets here, watch what happens to that grass. Yeah, he's gone. This is gonna happen to him. That's gonna happen to him. Wait till he gets to 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 uh, uh, HMP Liverpool, better known as Walton, better known as the Big House. Yeah, yeah. I I, I arrived there in the evening. Yeah, and I could hear the howls and the whistles. Yeah, and the baying for my blood. Yeah, and uh, uh, um, what the what they was or they weren't gonna do to me. Yeah. First morning, B Wing 250 men. I come out on the landing, shaving my head, no top on. Any motherfucker in this jail wants to see me? Here I am. Here I am. Who wants me? Ladies and gentlemen, all these people that have been dying to get me and fight with me, you could have heard a pin drop. You could have heard a pin drop. Now, I've told that story on Billy Moore podcast, but that, that tells you that how I ended up in the block. Yeah, yeah. The screws came from me, yeah. Four screws came for me and they took me down to the block. I was on, I was, I was in the block. Um, and this is when I started to find out 
what prison life was really like. Yeah. What um, uh, um, the nature of, of, of certain prison officers, yeah, brutal men, brutal men, brutalizing, brutalizing people. Yeah. Now, over the crack of the door, I could see over the, the, the crack of my door. Yeah, yeah, right. And I've seen them going in on, I've got the guy's name written down somewhere. It's in my book, yeah, right. Yeah, going in. And pad 13, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, right. And I'll never forget the officer, LP23. I wrote a poem about him, yeah. And I could see them through the crack of the door going in. Yeah, yeah, right. Four of them. Yeah, yeah. Tornado squad. Yeah. And they went in. And and they beat this guy. Yeah, yeah, right. To within an inch of his, an inch of his life. And I'm screaming. I'm screaming out the door. Try that shit with me. Why don't you come over here and try that shit with me? Yeah. The security governor was a guy called Platt. Security governor Platt. I wrote a poem about security governor Platt. The first line was, security governor Platt is a twat. Because that's what he was. Yeah, yeah. He was a, ho he was a horrible man. Yeah. Uh, um, I was on four-man unlock, yeah, right, right. Only four men were coming unlock me, yeah, right. Then they decided that they did, because I was very boisterous and very loud when I was in prison. Then they decided that they were going to keep me uh, locked up and feed me like an animal through the door, yeah, right, right. What I didn't realise, yeah, right, right, is that they were feeding me half rations and low rations, yeah, right, right to weaken me, to weaken me, because they had a security meeting yet, right? And they decided that, that they, were, they was going to empty the blockhouse and we were all going to get moved to Preston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll pause the story there, yeah, right? Because this is when I first came across a guy called Sam Walker. Yeah. Now, Sam Walker's had a lot to say about me. Yeah, Sam Walker, he said some terrible things about me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and he says that I only mention his name for clickbait. Yeah, that I only bring his name up so I can get clicks. So let me tell you about Sam, the bacon lion walker. He wrote to the Liverpool Echo and he told the Liverpool Echo that he punched me and threw me down the stairs in the library because I was bullying other prisoners. And he wrote that story and that story was published in the Echo. Yeah, yeah. When, when we do my podcast and that, I'm going to put up all these links so people can go and read the articles. Totally, totally fictitious. I never knew the guy. Yeah, never even knew who he was until I read in the newspaper that he'd smashed me. Yeah. 
I've challenged him to fight in the ring several times. Yeah, yeah, right. Challenged him. I was challenged him to fight him at Wrexham. I hired a hall at Wrexham. I was going to wreck him at Wrexham. Wouldn't say no. I was doing a, a bare knuckle boxing with a Christian, a guy called Christian up in Warrington. We had a, a, a place in Haydock, 400 seats, 25 pounds a seat, 10,000 pounds. Yeah. Come and box me in there. You're right. Because I can fight. Even at 64, I can still throw punches. I can still uh, 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 knock a man out with one blow. Yeah, yeah, I know where to hit, how to hit, and I'm a trained fighter, and I have the courage to fight anybody. It, this isn't about 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 me coming on this uh, this live and saying I'm the hardest man in the world or I'm I'm a tough tough guy. That's not what I'm about. I'm just setting the record straight about people claiming to have fought me and beat me and writing to the papers that they've beat me when they're lying. They know the lying. I know the lying. And the paper actually retract that 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 it was lies. But these things got a got a motion, yeah, right? And he has a following, yeah, yeah, right. And it's 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 strange. So I'm taking the opportunity in the work that I'm doing, and I'm going to be doing the work with Rocco, yeah, yeah, right, to lay down my own legacy about who I am, what I did, and what I am capable of or not capable of. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't care what people say. I don't care what they want to say because when they get, when they stand in front of me and look me in my face and tell me this stuff, then it's, then it takes on some meaning. But right on social media and, and, and screaming behind me back and doing what you're doing, yeah, yeah, that's girl stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm a man. And we're in HMP Liverpool. Yeah. And I, it's, 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 I'm in the block. It's morning time. I've never been in, in, in jail. And I hear dogs barking in the morning. I'm thinking, dogs are barking. Yeah, right. I sleep naked. Uh, oh, I've always slept naked. Yeah. About 12 o'clock, my door flies open. Yeah. And it's a four-man tornado squad. On the floor, on the floor, floor. And he's they've got, they've got. They look like they look like beat, they look like riot police. They have buttons, they have plastic shields, yeah, and they have elbow pads, knee pads. And crash helmets on. Yeah, you're right. Quite, quite an intimidating look. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And they threw. I'm, I'm lying in my bunk. Yeah, you're right. And he's through the shield to try to 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 to, to uh, flat me on the bed. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But I've got quick reflexes, and I'm quite a quick guy. Yeah, and I rolled underneath the shield and got and got up. Yeah, yeah, right. And it was LP two three. I'm sure it was. Yeah, right. And I slammed them. I slammed them a shot. Yeah, 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 right. 
that flew him out to the door. Yeah, yeah. Then I was overpowered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was, it was, it was 213. And I make a, a reference to 220. Yeah, yeah. What up to George Floyd? Yeah, yeah. I call it being George Floyded. This was before George Floyd. Yeah, I was choked out. To get you, to get, one get a one go for your leg, the other goes one and go for your arm, and then one will get them, one of them will get you by the throat, and they'll choke you till you pass out. Yeah, yeah. And, um, they're not supposed to hit you on the head with the cautions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was whacked over the head three times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was taken to to. Preston jail, yeah, 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 dragged out naked, yeah, put it, put in a sweat box, taken there, yeah, yeah, right, and my head was like the elephant man, yeah, yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't walk, yeah, they beat me like a runaway slave, they, um, um, worked me over like I've never been worked over before, yeah, 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 right, but. What annoyed them, yeah, yeah, right, is when I'm going down and when I'm going out, I'm reciting poetry, yeah, yeah, as a mirrored surface reflects whatever stands before it, and the valley carries even the smallest of sounds. So Mr. Karateka empties mind of weakness and selfishness in an attempt to act appropriately to anything he may encounter. This is the meaning of kara, or empty, in karate. Yeah. Kitchen Funakoshi Sensei, the founder of Shotokan Karate, my beloved Shotokan Karate. Yeah, I ended up in... Um, HMP, Preston, all my stuff was left behind. And I was taken from one block to another block. Yeah, yeah. I needed medical attention. I was denied medical attention. And they left me eh, locked in the block until the swelling in my head came down. Yeah. Then it's known in my it's known on my files. Yeah, it's known on my files. If you come, police files and prison files, if you come heavy-handed to Stephen French, he's going to fight with you. Yeah, he's going to fight with any officers that come, he's going to fight with you, unless you send a woman. Yeah, yeah, because I told the police, in, if, if you ever want to arrest me and have no aggravation, send a woman to arrest me, because I don't fight with females, and I'll come like a lamb. And the female governor there was a female governor she came to see me and she said we want to we want to let you go up onto uh, into general population we want to bring you off off out of the block yeah right but are you going to behave Stephen? are you going to uh, 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 toe the line so i said to her well all my stuff's been left got to go i accrued some stuff and your possessions in prison are all you have. So I said to her, send a taxi to Walton, get my stuff, bring me my stuff back, 
giving my stuff to go up on the wing, yeah, yeah, right? Get me a job, yeah, yeah, and I'll be as good as gold, yeah, yeah. That's my first prison story, yeah. I think we should take another break and hear from our sponsors. And, and what else is what else happens in that? Burn a, a, a saint and altar card in your hands, and you actually take an oath. And what is that oath? The oath is if you violate what you know about uh, this life, betray your brothers, you'll die and burn in hell. It's like saint is burning in your hands. And do you accept that oath? And I said yes, I did. Did you meet him? Not many times. Yeah. What was he like? Great. I mean, I enjoyed it. Constantly be thinking wherever you go that somebody one day may tap you on the shoulder I, it's, it's and an exact what they would see as revenge for you breaking the, yeah. the code. I know that that's a possibility, yes. I mean, to me, it would be ridiculous to assume you hadn't. You can't be a mafia captain for that length of time in charge of that number of people and not kill people, can you? Well, well let me put it this way. You know, it's a violent life at times. Mm. And if you're part of the life, you're part of the violence. And yeah, as a captain, I was given an order, told what to do, I did it. What do you think happened to him? There's two schools of thought. He hung himself, or he was murdered. Not only did I spend time in that prison, I spent time on that tier. Right. Because I was in lockdown. I mean, all those things happening at one time, the cameras are gone, the guards fall asleep. It doesn't happen. When I was in there, they were watching me 24-7. Just want to remind everybody to like uh, this uh, this stream up. And Stephen, you know, one thing nobody can take from you is your ability to tell a story, okay, and paint a picture, okay. And your life in prison has, uh, I'm assuming, multiple aspects because I imagine with your background being put in a prison where, you know, you're vulnerable. And did you ever feel like? You were put in a position, perhaps, on purpose. Did you ever feel like the establishment was uh, trying to push for uh, the demise of Stephen French and was using their their systems to oh, do? Oh, listen, listen, but right, uh, um, that's an excellent question. Yeah, yeah, right. But um, we're, we're talking about two thirteen now. Yeah, we're talking about two thirteen. Yeah, right. And I'll, I'll get you to hold that question, you're right, because I, I did a second prison set, sentence in 216. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and that what you're talking about, yeah, yeah, being placed in certain prisons in order, being placed where would, would, in, in prisons where there was guys that had robbed, yeah, yeah, yeah. killers, yeah, 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 right. Guys that would do two, two brothers doing life in Wymos. They put me on the same wing as them, yeah, right? And me and him used to share a girlfriend, and it had do not put together. But we'll save those stories. Sure. Yeah, right? Because what I want to do now, yeah, right, right, is is I wanna I always like to bring counterbalance to 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 the tales that I tell. Okay. So I want to speak to you about prison officer Miliband. Yeah. Prison officer, Schofield, yeah, he's an he's an SO now, yeah, right. These these are screws that I met 
NHMP oh well MHMP uh, Preston yeah right that were decent men that knew how to do the job Mr Miliband yeah yeah I think he's the best screw I ever met and I wasn't a screw boy in any way shape or form but he was fair and knew how how, how to uh, deal with people but my favourite was an army guy called Mr. Palmer. Yeah. And why Mr. Palmer was my favorite, yeah, yeah, right, is he said to me in a roundabout way, yeah, Stephen, if you want the number one job in this jail, that's the, the number one on the survey, best job in the, in, in the jail is the number one on the survey. If you want the number one job on the survey, yeah, yeah, he said, "There's been a nonsense in. He's been on the. He's been on remand for two two years. Yeah, yeah, right. And he was a huge guy, huge guy. Yeah, did did something to one of the what he, he was, the girl who he did some. A family was one of, in one of the soaps. That's all I can remember. The girl, a family was one of, in one of the soaps. If anybody from the prison, Preston prison, remembers it, yeah, yeah, come on and, and give me the details." Yeah, this guy, yeah, yeah, had been roaming around this jail. And I don't know why he was on remand for two years, but he'd been on this wing for two years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And indirectly, because I don't want to get Mr. Palmer into any trouble, I found out that he was a nonce. Yeah, 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 right. And I put a proposal to Mr. Palmer. Yeah, yeah, if that nonce goes, gets off the wing, yeah, yeah, right, can I have that job? Yeah. And I booked up. I booked up on a guy in in in, in Preston called Barnsey. Barnsey was a little short white guy from Kirby, but he was a jacker. He was a jacker like me. Um, me, me and me and Barnsey became friends. Yeah, yeah. So I did quite a few nonsense in jail. Yeah, right. And I did him with a left elbow. Uh, yeah, went in, whacked him with a, a left elbow. He went down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then Barnsley set a box him, and Barnsley did did him. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. We threw him out of the cell onto the wing. Yeah, right. And told him to go on the bacon's wing. You need to go with your the bacon's. You can't be around prisoners like us. Yeah. And um, then I became the number one in that jail, the, 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 the number one in the, in the slavery. There was a few uh, uh, screws that didn't like me. Yeah, 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 right. But just for balance and not because, I will be going into more details about corrupt officers in later, epi later episodes and officers that set people up to get killed. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and officers that bring phones in and officers that do... do, do uh, 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 the corruption, yeah, we, we, we'll speak about that, yeah, right? But I'm speaking about the cold face workers, ordinary men. Mr. Palmer was ex-army, yeah? Anybody that's been in the army, ex-army, do, you know do you know how to deal with fellas? Do you know how to handle people, yeah, right? And you'll notice, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm out of jail now, and I still refer to them as Mr. Miller, Mr. Miliband, Mr. Schofield, yeah, and Mr. Palmer, because I have respect for them. I'm not an animal. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, I knew I was in jail. Yeah, and I was, I was in, what I did, I was guilty of the crime. Yeah, there wasn't no mistakes. I pleaded guilty and I was doing my sentence. Yeah, yeah, right, right. But prison is a microcosm of the broader society. It's a microcosm of the broader society without women. And it's a prison is a tender box. Yeah, yeah. The desperation, the depression, and the violence is always hang is always hanging in the air, in the air. Yeah, right. And um, um, it doesn't matter if you're innocent or guilty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. If you get get on a sex charge, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna get done, yeah. You're gonna get done in jail. Yeah, they're gonna come in your pad and they're gonna do you, yeah. I went into five different prisons in two sixteen when I was charged with rape. Yeah, with a with a target on my back. Yeah, they actually caught me. Yeah, they actually caught me. They they paid a two strike life fare. To whack me over the over the back of the head with a a sock, a, a battery, something. Uh, sorry, a can of tuna in a sock. Yeah, they said they said in the paper it was a snooker ball. It was it wasn't a snooker ball. It was a can of tuna. You're right. But I saw that at the last last second, and it gave me a, gan, a glancing blow. Uh, yeah, right. Cracked my skull. Yeah. Now. If you notice, I've done some podcasts and some stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. And I have a stammer, got a, 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 a speech impediment. Yeah, that was a result of, of of being attacked in prison. Yeah, right. It was a pay. It was a paid hit. I was on a wing with twelve scousers. They never said boo to me. Yeah, they never said boo to me. Yeah, guy called Roy Hickman, absolute beaut. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember waiting for him in the showers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught him in the showers. And I was waiting for him and he sat down in the showers. Yeah, right. Because in the gym, church and gym is where you can have it. Yeah. So I'm waiting for him in the showers. This, this, and he was running the jail. He was running the, jig, the drugs in the jail. And they were all looking up to him. Yeah, right. But he was a prick. Yeah, yeah. And this prick, yeah, yeah, ran out. Grabbed the shoes, dropped the socks, and ran out and ran by the screws because he knew I was waiting for them. Yeah, right. He's the one that paid the guy to smash me over the back of the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I never caught up with him, and I've forgiven him, and I've moved on for it. Yeah, right, right. But that was the only time that I ever come unstuck in prison. Yeah, yeah. I was attacked in the chapel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um. The violence that takes place in prison is swept under the carpet, swept under the carpet. And one of one of the problems that I had, yeah, right, in my second spell in two sixteen, yeah, 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 when I'd been attacking the establishments in Liverpool, yeah, the corrupt establishments in Liverpool, yeah, I was told. Even I was on a, I was on a sex I was on a sex charge, and I was told 
that if I raise, in truth, I raise my hands a lot. Yeah, you know, it's not never happened. I was told if I raise my hands, I don't fight with anybody. I'm getting an outside charge. Yeah, now I knew that I was going to, I was, I was on recall and I knew I was going to smash the, uh, the rape charge because it was all rubbish and I proved it was all rubbish. Yeah, right, right. So all I used to do is go to church on Sundays, yeah, and go to the gym. Then I'd stay in me, in, in, in me, in me, um, in myself, you're right, because I was avoiding people, you're right, and the reason why I was avoiding people, it wasn't because I was frightened or scared or worried, it was because I knew, yeah, yeah, if I threw anybody over the landing, yeah, yeah, I'd be getting an outside charge, yeah, whereas, yeah, yeah, a lot of people get cut in jail, yeah, yeah get striped, they, they make a, a makeshift eyes with Two, two brushes and chopped up razor blades. Yeah, I've seen a guy running down the wing. Yeah, in 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 HMP Preston, with his cheek flapping, flapping like that. No outside charge for that. That was that was that would and inside might matter. And they say they have a policy of zero tolerance to violence in prison. Yeah, um, people they say oh they've got TVs in jail, jails, jails easy. Anybody who says prison's easy and he can do prison spinning on, the, uh, spinning on the penis, yeah, is a liar, is a liar. Jail is horrible. You're deprived of your freedom. You're told when to eat, when to wash, when to wake up, when to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got no autonomy whatsoever. It's absolutely awful, yeah. And uh, um, um, I then, from 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 Preston, I finished off in a jail called Lancaster, Lancaster Farms. I went to, yeah, yeah. Now Lancaster Farms, yeah, yeah. A lot of the prison officers were in the EDL. Yeah, it was a racist jail, that bad racist jail. Yeah, can't even, can't even. Uh, remember the screw's name, yeah, yeah, right, who gave me a hard time in, in that prison. But I think uh, um, before we go into the 2016 stuff and the stuff that happened to me uh, uh, when I was on the rape charge and how the rape charge come, come about, I think we'll take a break there. I think that's enough for the scene. Can I can I just jump in and ask you a question, right? Because we're talking about the extreme violence, right, and things that shock you. Let's put this in perspective a little bit, uh, Stephen, because you'd seen a lot of things that people would probably describe as traumatic, whether you were witnessing it or or creating it up to this point, right? And when you got into that captured state, did you ever witness something in prison that made you feel how could somebody do that, that took you aback? And if 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 so, could you could you tell us about it? <sighs> the way things yeah, 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 that happen in prison, yeah, yeah, is people getting doused. With boiling water with sugar in it. Yeah. Napalm. Yeah, right. yeah, right, right. But that's only reserved 
for nonsense, kitty fiddlers, rapists, and sex offenders. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, a scene, a, 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 he was a double rapist, double child rapist, and it came out about him, and he, 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 was, he was trying to sneak to the wing. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, it was lads, Liverpool lads. Yeah, 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 right. And he doused them. The down his skin was his skin was dripping off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that and was it, it, it didn't take it didn't take me back. It didn't take me back. I'm gonna just, just let me land my point. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. It, it did it did it didn't take me back. I wasn't horrified by it. Yeah. I fought good. Yeah. Yeah, because I hate sex offenders. I of hate course. monsters. And I hate I hate people that interfere with children. Yeah, yeah, right. It's when uh, uh, um, it's what it's what. Um, yeah, I share this bit with you. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. I share I share this bit with you. Sam Walker, the lady that accused me of rape. Yeah, yeah, and the mother of my eight-year-old child banded together. The mother of my eight-year-old child, yeah, 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 in 2015, when I was with her, yeah, when I was, was seeing her, yeah, when I was sleeping on the couch, she took photographs of me sleeping naked, yeah, penis and everything. She kept those photographs for two years, yeah, yeah, in 2017, uh, uh, me and Sam Walker were having some argy-bargy, yeah. He made a poster where he juxtaposed a naked photograph of me and a semi-naked photograph of my daughter, yeah, with the caption, this is Stephen French's two-year-old daughter, yeah, yeah, and he's been, he's been sexually interfering with her for two, for, uh, 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 she's 18 months old, yeah, right, right, and he posted that onto his social media. Yeah. Now, I had a, a, a solicitor called John Brown from Hogan and Brown solicitors. John Brown was the senior partner. He he was my representation in the rape in the when I, in the rape allegations in two sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He said the police and the Maisie and Jesse CPS case that he's seen was the most underhanded case he's ever seen in his life and I should never have been charged. He couldn't believe it. And he told me, he said, Stephen, if you ever get accused by a woman again, you're going to have to break your golden rule and you're going to have to make a statement to save yourself. You're going to have to make a statement to the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If a, if a woman ever accuses you of rape. Yeah, right now, in 217, yeah, it's all over, um, naked, pictures, naked pictures of me are all over the internet. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Naked pictures of me juxtaposing my daughter, saying that it's saying that I sexually abused my daughter. So I made a statement to the police, but I made a statement to the police about the mother of my child. Yeah, I charged her with revenge porn. I, I made a, a, allegations of revenge porn, a voyeurism. Yeah, she used to jack off to the photographs of me. Uh, uh, voyeurism, yeah, yeah, and malicious communications. 
Yeah. There's the aim, and then and the the copper that was dealing with that was a couple called DC Craig Stevens from the Met. I reported the mother to the Met because I know Merseyside police were gearing up to arrest me for interfering with my own child. And I knew Merseyside police would run another case on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another nonce case on me. I'd already just beaten one sex case in 216. Yeah, this was 217 and now I was getting accused of raping an 18-month-old baby. Yeah, yeah. I had to protect myself, yeah, right? Now, I, I can't go and smash women in them, yeah? So I went to the police and I made a statement. It's the only statement that I've ever made, yeah, with regards to the photographs of what happened. And this is how I know Sam Walker was involved. The Metropolitan Police have a, 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 a tool called Optica. Optica is a software that can locate erased images on hard drives and can spiral cell, just do, do a spider cell on everybody's phone on or who's been speaking to who and who's been doing what. Yeah, yeah. The mother, the mother denied that she supplied the images, said she had nothing to do with it. She was arrested. Her phones were seized. Yeah. The images were found on her phone. But not only were the images found on her phone, Optica established that the pictures were sent to a phone that belonged to a man called Dean Jones. Dean Jones was one of Sam Walker's alias. Now, if you if you look online or you see online, there's some telephone calls of me and me and Sam Walker where I tell him you're like a big girl, yeah, yeah. And, and and I just I just rass him on the phone, yeah, 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 right, right. And that number then six one five, yeah, yeah, that was the same number. That's how I know it was him that uploaded the images of me, yeah, yeah. Um, I never took the matter any further. Yeah, yeah, right. And when, when you're, when, when, when it's a black man in the situation looking for justice from the authorities, yeah, 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 it doesn't go anywhere. It never went anywhere. They've got all our hard evidence. Yeah, yeah, right. The mother should be arrested. The the girl that accused me of rape, who was also involved. Yeah, 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 making online threats to the girl that I was with at then. And him, they should all be arrested and face charges. Yeah, yeah, right. But they won't, yeah, right, because then it will exonerate me and, and the police like to keep me in, in, in a certain place. Yeah. yeah, yeah the police, police like to see me in a certain place. As a result of that, as a result, as a result of that, yeah, yeah, I had a property in... In Liverpool, I used to go there and stay there, yeah, right, over the water, Prenton. Yeah. And I was, I was, it was 2018, and I was up there. Yeah, yeah. I was up there going to see my mum. Yeah. And it was a Friday night. And I'll finish on this story. It was a Friday night. And I'm lying down on the couch watching TV. And I had a crash at the back. 
but I take no notice of it. About five minutes pass, and I walk, I walk out, and in the utility room, there's a guy all dressed in black. Yeah, 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 yeah. and I go for him, and apparently he smashed the, the, the back kitchen window, and he goes out the back kitchen window, yeah. But as he goes out the back kitchen window, yeah, he, he, he catches his leg and he cuts his leg. Yeah, yeah, right. So I've got it. I've, his blood's on on my on 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 the door. Yeah, right. I have to report the, the breakages. Yeah, yeah, right. To the police in order to get my insurance. They want to come and and the police want to the police want to come. Yeah, yeah, and and take the swabs and do everything. I clean that guy's blood up. Yeah, yeah, right. Because I'm not no informer or no snitch. I cleaned his blood up, blood, blood away. The very next night, the very I'm, I'm in the house, and the very next night, yeah, yeah, uh, at the back of the house, in the back of the garden, yeah, all the French windows get smashed at the same time, cr go crashing in, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I, and this, this. I'll, I'll go, go through the, 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 the uh, festival doors, yeah, and I look, and I can see the lights come on, and there's about between between six and ten men in the garden, but the chanting pedo out, pedo out, and the arm, the arm with sticks, knives, and whatever, whatever they got, yeah, yeah, right. Now the French window is broken, yeah, yeah, right. So you can only come through there one at a time. I had a friend called Stephen Cole. Yeah, 30 white racists running in and hacked them to death and killed them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they was going to come into my house and hack me to death and kill me. But I was armed. I was armed with a hammer. Yeah, and I'm not a frightened guy. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, uh, the 300 yeah, and the pass at Thermopylae, yeah, yeah, right, only so many can come through, yeah, and where the window was, yeah, they could only come through one at a time, yeah, and I said, let's have it, and I rushed them, and eight or ten men, and they know who they are, yeah, they had a shit in my garden, they know who they are, yeah, yeah, and they make they, they boast that they came and smashed my windows in, but you don't tell the end of the story. When Stephen French chased eight or ten of them up the street with a hammer, my neighbour, my neighbour, seen them and called the police. Yeah, yeah, right. The police came. The police wanted to arrest me because I had a hammer in my hand. Yeah, my neighbour came over. My neighbour was an Asian guy. My neighbor came over and said, no, 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 you've got to come and see the CCTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'll know why he had a hammer. Yeah, right. So PC Tweedale, PC Tweedale from Birkenhead Police Station. I've got all the numbers and, and, and stuff written down. I keep meticulous records, yeah, right, to verify what I say with details. Yeah, yeah. The copper goes and see, see the copper he's been wanting to arrest me. He goes into the neighbor's house, sees the video, yeah, seizes the video for evidence, 
and says, Stephen, you can, we don't know, we're going to see if we can find out who these people are, but you need to come in and make a statement. You need to come to you. I said, go fuck yourself. You just wanted to arrest me. And now you've seen that I've chased 11 men on my own with an hammer. Now you want me to come in and make a statement and go fuck yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. And I boarded that house up and I went and stayed in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. If I was a shit house, if I was a coward, yeah, yeah, they'd have got into my house and they'd have hacked me to death the same way. The hack Cole, they say uh, Stephen Cole was a bully. Yeah, Stephen Cole lived in Kirby. Stephen, they couldn't handle He was another big black book that they couldn't handle. He could fight them all one by one. 30 of them running. One of them pepper sprayed him and then the others chopped him to bits. Yeah, yeah, right. Right in front of his wife. Yeah, white racist motherfuckers from Liverpool. They know who they are. Yeah, John Riley, some of them done jail for it. Yeah, yeah. Coley was Coley was my mate, and Coley, yeah, 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 was a lion, a lion, yeah, yeah, right. And he chopped him to bits, cause he never had a two. I had a two, cause they'd been there the night before, yeah. And me with a lump hammer and a machete in my hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fight as many men that are coming. I'll go down fine, yeah, yeah. But these, they come to smash in the windows and they come to do whatever they was doing. Yeah, yeah, right. But when they met the ferocious Stephen French, ready for battle, ready to fight and die in that garden. Yeah, yeah. They turn tail and ran. 11, between eight and 11 men, around for one man. And, and I've heard stories about that. Yeah, I did a, a podcast with a guy called Yami B and somebody wrote in the comments, I had a shit in Steve, Stephen French's garden. Yeah, that's cause you shit your pants. When it came out, yeah, this is why, and th these are the, um, I'm trying to get that video from the police. I'd love to play that video online. Yeah, yeah it's part of police evidence, yeah, right, right? Just to verify, the story but i'll say this and i'll finish with this those of you who see this and were there that night yeah look at your mate that you was with and you've told all the stories about how you smashed frenchie's house up and how you did this then look at your mate and 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 tell your mate did we run or did we stand and fight and don't lie to each other because you just, you just know the truth. And I know the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many times I've been outnumbered. I was outnumbered in um, in in Walton Prison. I challenged 250 men to fight. Shirt off shaving me head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm fearless. I've got a fearless nature. Yeah. I mentioned Shotokan Karate. And I mentioned Gichin Funakoshi. Gichin Funakoshi Sensei, yeah, was the founder of Shotokan Karate. Nakamura Sensei, yeah, yeah, was his, his student. Nakamura Sensei was my Sensei's uh, instructor, Ronnie Colwell. And this is why they can never say that I'm a racist, because Ronnie Colwell was a white guy. I ended up calling him Pops, and I loved that man. That man found me when I was 15 and he said to me, 
There's something in you, young man. And I'm going to bring it out of you. And in bringing it out of you, I'll either make you or break you. And he made me. And I'll finish with this. I'll finish with this. The best compliments I ever got. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny, a lad called, uh, oh. Ken, a guy called Kenny Rainford. Kenny Rainford arranged for Mike Tyson to come to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. And I knew Mike. I knew Mike from before. From before that, I knew Mike from uh, uh, the Mike um, when he fought. What's his name? Bruno. Yeah, I, I, I met Mike when he fought Bruno. So, so I said, "Will you allow Mike to present my karate instructor with his lifetime achievements award at your event?" And Kenny allowed me to do that. Yeah, and when Mike was on the on the stage, yeah, yeah, and he presented Ronnie, he said, "That guy there has got his own, his own customato." Ronnie Caldwell was my customato. Yeah, yeah. And um, Mike compared us together because we were both inner city ghetto youths. We were both bullied when we were kids. We both found a white mentor. The white mentor took us and shaped us, turned Mike into a world champion fighter. And my guy turned me into a world champion fighter. And Mike acknowledged that when he gave him the pres presence. Yeah, yeah, right, got that on video. Yeah, yeah, one of the best compliments I've ever had in my life. I think we'll leave it there. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you went, you've went pretty deep this evening. And uh, I just, just want to pass it over to Sean for a second, because uh, I'm sure he's itching at the bit to, to ask you some questions here. Well, I'm blown away, as usual, by the intensity and the stories. But we have had a few viewer questions come in. So JB Lanks is asking, does Stephen remember Billy Higgins? Yes, I do. Billy Higgins. Billy Higgins took me to Holland, yeah, for my first international fight. Billy Higgins was a mixed race guy that was on the English karate team with a guy called Tiki Donovan. Yes, I do remember Billy Higgins, a great karateka, great karate man. Paula is asking whether you get scared when a lot of men are coming at you. Um, adrenaline pumps and adrenaline flows. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, this flight or fight response. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, my my fearless nature comes from being being abused as a child, being in the care homes and being smashed and smashed and smashed. Yeah, you're right. And I describe it this way. I love dogs. So I'll describe it this way. You can have two pups. Yeah. And you can abuse one puppy and you can abuse the puppy. But, and every time you go near that pup, it raises its leg and it pees because it's frightened and terrified. And the other pup, yeah, yeah, you can treat it the same way. And every time you go near it, yeah, it tries to bite you and it becomes a junkyard dog. My abuse turned me into a junkyard. Our off situation. Have we lost Stephen's audio or can you hear? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Ron? Yeah, yeah, you're coming I'm through. Stephen. 
Yeah, uh, no, no, don't worry. I'm, as far as I'm concerned, oh, I my headset. Hear. Sorry. Yeah, it's just uh, Sean having technical difficulties because he uses silly rechargeable headphones. Okay, that's that was going on. Keep going, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 uh, um, it's not the fighting. It's not the size of the dog. It's the fighting the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do get scared. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, um, I've, uh, I've got a fearless nature here, right? And um, the samurai code that I try to live by, yeah, Afro samurai is my favorite guy. I've got pictures of him on the wall. Yeah. yeah I've got my samurais up on the wall. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, and it's also, uh, uh, Rocco will understand this. Yeah, yeah, right. If you die with your sword in your hand, you go to Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, we all got to die sometime. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't fear a violent death. Yeah, right. I don't fear. I don't think I, I don't know what's going to happen in my life. Yeah, I could get shot. I could get murdered. I don't know. Yeah, right, right. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah, right. But, uh, like I said on Danny Dyer, this is one hard nigga to kill. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, I, listen, these these are the moments. Well, well, uh, let us know in the side chat if any of the uh, intense facial expressions from this podcast come back in a nightmare over the next week. Also, <laughs> massive shout out to Sean's headphones. I mean, that was. I mean, look. I mean, that is a style choice, right? That was a willing style choice. <laughs> anyway, so we've got a few more uh, you know we've got a few more minutes so make sure you guys get some questions in for us and you know make sure you guys are subscribed because over the next uh, couple of weeks we'll be back with Stephen. we'll be expanding more on these stories we'll be delving deeper into parts of Stephen's life that he hasn't actually you know ever spoken about and you know i just want to say first of all thank you uh steven from myself and sean and the the people in the side chat the viewers for taking us down into that world i know Going back, going back, uh, and sort of putting yourself through all of that again, regardless of you know who you were and who you are now, it must be, you know, it's, it can be a fun experience reliving all these things. So I appreciate it. Um, it's like it's it's, it's, it's see, see, I'm on I'm on, I'm a man on a mission. Yeah, you're right, and it's it's interesting that that we spoke about yeah because I've I've decoded the devil of decoded i know why i became the way i became yeah i know the stuff that happened to me that makes me the way that i am yeah and i'm going to share i'm going to share that knowledge and i'm going to share that in in uh, part two and part three yeah right but also yeah yeah it's about it's about and and I'll say this now, yeah, right. I've got a grandson that's four, and I've got a granddaughter that's seven, and they're beginning to read. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and I am going to, and I'm so grateful for, for for Rocco, yeah, right, because I'm going to lay down my own legacy. Yeah, right. I'm going to control what I say. Yeah, right. But what I'm going to do, yeah, right, right, is I'm going to bring the truth. Water and all, yeah, right. I'm not going to big myself up. I'm not going to make up any stories, yeah, right. I'm going to bring the gospel, honest truth, yeah, right, right. Because I want my grandkids to know who their granddad is, yeah. And that their granddad is not a coward, is not a snitch, is not a rapist, is not a paedophile, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm a brave man. Yeah, yeah, right. With compassion, with love, with light, with hope, and move with respect. And you see, you see, you see, I'm letting a part out of me that I've contained. Yeah. And people that that know me and see me will think, what what's Stephen doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm answering the skid marks and no marks that I've scoffed on my name, that yeah. I've laughed at my name, that have ridiculed me, yeah, and I've just sat there and took it, yeah. Now it's my turn, yeah, yeah, right. And watch, watch what happens, yeah, yeah. Watch how much interest I generate, yeah. Watch what I do, and it's not, it's not, I'm not bragging or boasting, yeah, yeah, right. I'm speaking matter of factly. Yeah, I'm just speaking matter of factly. Yeah, right. Because uh, um, when you're telling the truth, you don't have to remember anything. It's only when you're lying you have to t t t uh, remember. And I've had, and a lot of a, a lot of the the online hate I receive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come on and say Stephen French is a grass. What do you want to come on and say? It says, shut up your black cunt. Because racism's alive and well. But we won't make it about that. Yeah, yeah, we won't make it about it. I know why they do what they do, why they do what they do. Yeah, right. But I also receive a tremendous amount of love. Yeah, right. I'm accused, I'm accused of being a, 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 a black racist. Yeah. I've just spoke to you about Ronnie Colwell. I call him, it was my white father. I called him Pops. Yeah, got a friend over South London, uh, West London Massive, Kevin Sumer. Kevin Sumer was was allegedly connected to the A-team. And in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, was caught with the list with all the super grasses on it. Yeah, yeah, the list of the supergrasses on it. Kevin came online and said, I've got the list with all the supergrasses on it, and I'm telling you, Stephen French isn't on it. I mean, we've been friends ever since then. Yeah. Um, I was over at the Blind Beggar, and I did um, a, a short video, yeah, 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 uh, in remembrance of Dave Courtney. Dave Courtney got called a snitch, got called, and Dave Courtney was one of the bravest guys that I knew. Yeah, yeah, right. And one of the first guys to to, to welcome me in, in into London. I know, I've, I I know. Uh, um, I live in South London. Yeah, right. And I've got friends in South London. South London massives. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Men that respect me. Yeah, yeah. Can't even call the names to that serious. Yeah, I've got friends in West London. Yeah, yeah. I've got friends in North London, South London. Yeah, yeah. I've got friends in Merseyside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got me tickets. Got me tickets for the cup final on Sunday, going with my nephew. Yeah, um, and my mates in Liverpool went and picked them up for me off another guy that got the tickets for me. Yeah. I, I'm connected to people all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a racist because I can point out racism. I'm white racist. That doesn't make me a racist. Yeah, because I love my white friends, I love my white mother. Yeah, I love my white aunties. Yeah, right. I identify 
as a black man. I'm first generation British born black. Yeah, that's how I I I, I identify. Yeah, yeah, I come from Toxteth. Yeah, we were Scousers have got a reputation for being militant. The most militant people in Liverpool were the black Scousers. You understand? I'm a black Scouser, and I'm proud of that fact. Yeah, now now there was there was some argy bargy that I was run out of Liverpool and that I was chased out of Liverpool and that I can't I can't go here and I can't go there. So on the 18th of December, just gone, yeah, I went to Anfield on my own, put my suit on so everybody knew it was me. I went to Anfield to the new stand to watch us play. We had the draw with Man United. Yeah, yeah. Just to prove a point that I go wherever I want to go. And whenever I want to go, go, go there. And you know the only thing that happened to me at, at, um, at Anfield, but all these people come on the line. If he comes up here, he's getting killed. If he, go, he, he can't go in. I did about 60 selfies. <laughs> people just wanted selfies with me. Yeah, yeah, right. It's just online harbingers. I call them skid marks and no marks. You may call them trolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And Rocco. Rocco has been counselling me and, and guiding me that it doesn't matter. He used, and he gave me the analogy, yeah, yeah, right. If 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 they call me a call, call call me a wanker, yeah, that's an opinion. If they say they see me wanker, that's like saying an act and you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. which is always a, a great way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Rocco, Rocco's helping me with that. He's helping with that because, um, and this, this is for you, Sean. Yeah, yeah. You you know my story a little bit. I won't be derailed this time, Sean. Good. Like I was, what like I was derailed last time. Yeah, yeah. I watched, I watched um, um, a couple of years ago, maybe a couple of years ago, when you was put through the meat grinder. Yeah, yeah, right. And 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 yeah, the, and they were lining up and they were saying this and they were saying that about you, and you handled it like a pro. Yeah, uh, and look, 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 look what you guys are doing now. Yeah, you bring in Michael Francine, my boss. Yeah, right. I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> look at the work that he's doing. Absolutely fantastic. And I'm highly delighted that we're connected. I'm highly delighted that that uh, I, I consider you a friend, Sean. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And me and Rocco will become a bit rapidly becoming friends. Yeah, right. Because he's got the same sense of humor as me. And I believe we're going to do some good work together. Right. Definitely. You've got a follow up question here, Stephen, from Sweet Tea, who wants to know why do the skid marks and no marks keep bugging you? Um, <laughs> envy, jealousy, racism. Yeah, yeah. See, see, the one there was one online today, and I said to him, without no picture, I said, without without seeing you, I know. You're a white Evertonian from the north end of Liverpool. Special breed, white Evertonians from the north end of Liverpool. Yeah, no one understands how racist Liverpool is. You understand? Yeah, yeah. They, they say it's the uh, uh, European capital of culture. Yeah. Well, my my one of my mentors was Willie Olsen. Yeah, I'm great friends with his daughter. They were murdered by white out murdered by white racists, outnumbered and murdered by white racists. Stephen Cole, 
one of my great friends, outnumbered and murdered by white racists. Anthony Walker, smashed over the head with an ice axe for being with a white girl. Yeah, yeah. I seen uh, Joey Barton on, on James English trying to mi minimize what, what, what they done. Yeah. I had it with the Bartons in the Grafton, battered all of them. Battered all of them. They came to the Grafton trying to kick off and battered all of them. Yeah, yeah, right. If you ever see Joey Barton, I'll batter him. Yeah, yeah, right. And the reason why I battered him, yeah, right, is the Bartons are the most racist family I've ever known. Yeah, yeah. And they killed Anthony Walker for nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's three. There's three. Yeah, right. There was a guy, and there was a guy called Charles Wooten. Charles Wooten, yeah, yeah, was a Caribbean sailor. He came, he came to Liverpool after the second, after the First World War. Yeah, yeah. It was Liverpool's first race riot. Yeah, yeah, right. Big Irish tell, big Irish tell yous. Yeah, yeah, was the leader of the racist mob. Yeah, they chased him down to the Queen's dock. He jumped in the water to save himself. They stoned him and killed him. The police, they were called city police then. They weren't the Metropolitan Police. They didn't come to the Metropolitan Police. They was there. Nobody was arrested. Here's an interesting fact. When my mum was 17, she was disowned by her father. Yeah, right because she fell pregnant to a black man. Yeah, yeah. Big Irish tell. The leader of the 1919 race riot is my white grandfather. My dad is a small guy. Yeah, my white aunties and my mum say, I get my size from my grandfather. Yeah, I get my size from him. He was called Big Irish tell, Big Irish tell you, tell you use, and he hates the black people. Yeah, yeah, my, and he disowned my mum when she was 17. She's 19 now, when she was 17, uh, and threw it out into the streets. I know the history of my city, yeah? Big Irish Tell was involved in the first race riot where he run down the black people and threw them in the river and killed them, yeah? You heard about Leroy Cooper and the 1981 uprisings, yeah, yeah. Leroy Cooper wasn't even there. Leroy Cooper got arrested. Yeah, it happened on Mulgrave Street, yeah, outside the Caribbean Centre. Ivan Freeman was there, Andrew John was there, and I was there, yeah, and he tried to arrest Andrew John. Andrew John was my, my, my PIC, my brother, my partner in the crime, and he gave me that look, yeah, yeah. He threw the first punch in the 1981 uprising, started outside the Caribbean Centre on, on, on Mulgrave Street. I threw the second punch. Yeah, there was three of us, and we 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 fought with three policemen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we overpowered them. And that's how that riot started. So, yeah, in my own family, yeah, yeah, I've got a, a guy that was involved in the first race riot in Liverpool, and a guy that was involved, I was involved, heavily involved. That's where my reputation first began to grow to grow in, in, in the second riot, riots. I know about my city, yeah? I love my city, and let me just redress the balance, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of decent, non-racist white folk in Liverpool. 
but there's still pockets of racism there. Yeah, right. And I don't, I'm not uh, 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 trying to make an issue out of it. I just say it matter of factly. It's one of the reasons why I turned out to be a ferocious guy. Yeah, yeah, right. Because we were surrounded like, like, uh, 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 like white settlers in the Wild West, surrounded all by all Indians. That was us. Yeah, yeah that was us. But we were the white settlers. Yeah, right. But it, it's, 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 it's part of our history. Yeah, right. And and in the book, in the book that I write, the Devil Decoder. Yeah, yeah, right. It's from the perspective, yeah, 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 of first generation British born black. Yeah, I'm a first generation British born black. I'm a Windrush baby. Yeah, yeah. Anybody born between 1948 and 1971, yeah, of Caribbean extraction, yeah, yeah, right, is a Windrush baby. Yeah, yeah. And and we, we were the last generation to stand up to Tory corruption. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we set this country on fire. Yeah. Manchester, Moss Side. Chapel Town, Leeds, Hamsworth, Birmingham, North and South London, Bristol. We set the place on fire because we were fed up of what was going on. We were the last ones to stand up and be counted and fight Tory oppression. Margaret Thatcher. Um, 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 then they put the boot into the miners. I had a miner come to me once and the miner says to me, I never used to believe you black fellas about the police beating you up. Yeah, yeah, right. Because the miners got the boot put into them, mate, in yeah. 1981. They got the boot put into them. Yeah, yeah. I said, what do you want a fucking medal? You understand? Because that, that's been our that's been our lot for 400 years. We've been told that we're lies. We've been told we're lying, we're lying, we're lying, we're lying. Now, with the invention of the camera phone, it turns out it's all true. Yeah, right. I get told I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying, I'm lying. But I'm not. I'm telling the truth. And and through the power of social media, the gift that I've been given to narrate, to articulate, yeah, 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 and and uh, 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 stand fearless in the face of my foes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do my own legacy. Yeah, my own 12 one-hour documentary legacies, yeah, right? And that's been uh, uh, sent to me by a blessing, yeah, yeah, right? That uh, you, Sean, and, and, and Rocco are allowing me to do. I'm so grateful for that, yeah, because because that will be what I put out there that will remain and, and, and stand the test of time. Yeah, and that's it's so important that you have that opportunity. Sorry, Sean. Take it away before I go off. I was, on just, one. I was just going to say it's an honor to have Stephen on the channel, man. Like I said, I read his book, one of the best books I've ever read in my life. And um, some of those stories, wow, the, the battle yeah. of the graft and etc. Yeah, yeah, I'll never, never forget them. And yeah. I just want to yeah, say, listen, listen, 300 men turned up, 300 men turned up, yeah, yeah, to get the niggers off the door. Yeah, there was only six of us, yeah, but and, and it wasn't all black guys, yeah, Brian Schumacher. A, a Olymp Olympic champion, Jimmy Price, Commonwealth Gold Messers, Andy Palmer, ABA heavyweights, uh, um, Jimmy Styles, yeah, yeah, and, and Jeff McNeilish, yeah, yeah, right. They're all white guys from Iton, they're all my mates. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for them, 
Yeah, yeah. They brought they brought knives to a gunfight. Mm. You understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the old trusty German Luger, 1940 German Luger, seen 300 men run up the road. Yeah. And those that were there, yeah, can remember it and know it. Yeah. It's not lies. It's what yeah. happened. I'll be honest with you. If you chase me up the road carrying anything, I think I remember it. <laughs> I'll be honest no, with you. No, no. It could be a fucking listen, pop. You listen, can make listen. a fucking pop tart look terrifying, my guy. Listen, <laughs> may, may, listen. May you rest in peace. May, may, may you rest in peace. One of the toughest guys. One of the toughest guys that come out of Merseyside. Yeah, no. was a guy called Tommy Gilday. He's dead now. Yeah, may you rest in peace. Yeah, and we were set on a we were set on a a collision course. Yeah, 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 right. And and we, we, he couldn't just walk in our club or walk over our door. And he said he'd come back. He said he'd be back. And he came back. And I knew he'd be coming back. Okay, yeah, he caught, and they came back. There was 300 of them. They, I had lookouts at uh, uh, both ends of West Derby Road. My lookouts come in. He goes, they're pulling up in vans. There's loads and loads and loads and loads of them. Yeah, yeah. We just chained the doors. We were yeah. like, we were like, we were like six Martins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was only six of us, six of us to face, and we changed, changed the door, and we had an equalizer. You understand? Yeah. We had an equalizer, allegedly. Uh, but listen, how, how many times had you heard, I'm going to be back with my mates in your life up until that point? This must have been the definitive. Yeah, yeah. No, no. See, see, right? see, see. You've got, you got to remember, you've got to remember, yeah, right, right. Yeah. We, we were black guys running a white door. In the north end of in the north end of Liverpool, you just it's it's just it's just not heard of. It was yeah. it wasn't it just wasn't heard of of them. But we were all athletes, yeah, right. And when I say black guys, the the the, the door was mine, yeah, yeah, right, right. But I had white guys working with me, good white guys, yeah, yeah. Brian Schumacher, Brian Schumacher taught me how to left hook. Brian Schumacher was one of the best British boxers ever. He just didn't have the dedication. Yeah, yeah. He ended up killing his father-in-law. Yeah, he's in and out of prison, prison all, all, all the time. Yeah, yeah, right. But he was a fantastic guy. Jimmy, Jimmy Styles took me to the Blue Bell in Heighton. Uh, Jeff McNeilish, yeah, yeah, right. Men that would stand with you. Yeah. yeah, men that men would that would stand shoulder to shoulder with you. And uh, if you went down, yeah, when you woke up in the hospital. You'd see him in the next bed to you. Yeah. See, that's the yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. the warrior's mindset, though, isn't it? Really. Yeah. So, so I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to dress it, and I have to, I have to be careful because it comes across sometimes, yeah, or it can come across when I point out about white racism that I'm a racist. I'm not. Yeah. Right. Right. This is why I'm talking about these white guys that I love. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But th th them, them guys, they know who they are. Yeah, it's like a tight guy will never tell you he's tight. Yeah, yeah. A racist will never tell you he's racist, but they know who they are, and I know who they are, and I know why they, I know why some of them come at me. I know what it's about. I can smell them. I've got, yeah. a, I've, got a, I've got a detector for them. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, right. And the, the, the try to dismiss it like, like it's, it's not a thing anymore or it's gone. Yeah. And, that's that's all well and good by me, because race race racism, yeah, yeah, has never been my problem. It's always been the racist problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've just fought them my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I've just stood and said, nah, you're not doing that to me. No, I'm coming in that club. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm coming in that club and I'm having a drink. Yeah, you're not stopping me going in there, yeah, right, unless you're gonna kill me. You understand? And I've done that. <laughs>
often there are so many nightclubs you understand you're right and 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 this is where the reputation got built from and the reason why i'm coming out at this late stage in my life why i haven't just let everything lie you're right is i'm fed up with the ridicule i'm fed up i'm fed up with the false accusations i'm fed up with the false labels do you really think if I'd made a statement against somebody, yeah, yeah, another guy, another villain, I've told you, I'll admit what I've done. I made a statement against a woman that took naked photographs of me. Imagine this, Sean. Imagine, imagine this. Yeah, yeah, right. Imagine she's sleeping on the couch. I take photographs of her vagina. <laughs> yeah, I keep I keep hold of those photographs for two years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pleasuring myself for them for two years. Yeah. Then I find out she's having trouble with another woman. Yeah, yeah. I send those pictures of, of, of her to the other woman and say she's been messing about with the kid and they and they make my feet wouldn't touch as a man. Yeah. Not nothing happened to them. That it's... they were allowed, they, they, they were allowed to do that. And look, look, those images of me, and it it, it is the thing. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, listen, makes, for, so for it makes no odds. You can find out the truth on Stephen French's new OnlyFans, which will be launching soon. <laughs> but well, this this is the thing. You are right. Is there's a lot of double standards and things. But I think where it comes into your world is that's you know criminal blackmail material that was you that was being used to dirty you in a way that you know is for a lot of people they they, they can't come back from it. And it's it's great that you're oh. here. For, um, 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 I will. I have no problem admitting that when the allegations that I was an incestuous paedophile took hold, they actually took hold. Yeah, and a lot of people wanted they did they, they need something to be wrong about me. Yeah, because yeah. because I consider myself a prince and emperor. Yeah, and people just need something to me. They need something to tie me down. So there was so many ready to believe that that affected me deeply, man. Of course, of course. That that, that 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 saying that I that, that I could actually rape my own my own daughter. Yeah, yeah, affect affected me deeply. Yeah, uh, and and if I ever if I ever um. I'm fortunate enough to get Sam Walker in a ring. He says, I'm too old to fight now, that I can't hardly talk, and that, that I only mention his name for clicks. The man's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, the man's an idiot. And he knows if he gets in the ring with me, yeah, yeah, I would never punch him in the face, yeah, because I do want to keep him up and break his body. Yeah. You understand? Break his body. Yeah, yeah. What he did in, in, in making, and this is why I call him Sam the lion bacon walker. <laughs> You're right, because he suffers from what's known as, as safety syndrome or hero complex. He creates a scenario, yeah, where he's the hero. Yeah, he creates a scenario in prison where I'm bullying, I'm bullying other uh, 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 prisoners, and he's come to their rescue and he smashed me up. Yeah, he creates a scenario that I'm raping a child, yeah, and he's exposed me and he's the hero for exposing me. When in actual fact, it's all lies. When in actual fact, he's handling semi-naked photographs of my daughter, semi-naked photographs of me, putting them together, writing shit about it, yeah, and then putting it online, that's baking behaviour. Yeah. And, and that's keep it baking behaviour. 
Yeah, yeah. Well. Looking, looking at semi naked photographs of a, a little girl, naked yeah. photographs of one man putting them together. That's baking behavior, mate. 100%. Sam Walker, if you're watching this, you're the Sam the Lion Bacon Walker. That's my name for you. Yeah, that's my name for you. You never fought with me in jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't fight with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't rape my daughter. Yeah, yeah, and I know it was you that uploaded the photographs. Yeah, right, because I didn't report you to the police. I reported her. Yeah, it's the only statement I've ever made, and I made that statement on the advice of my counsel. He said, Stephen, if any woman accuses you of anything again, get into the police station and make a statement, because Merseyside police will run with it. They will run with it. The case was was ridiculous, and they ran with it. The run with it, yeah. I remember, I remember being a um, judge Dennis Watson QC. He hated me, and I hated him. Yeah. So, so they said to me, they was wanted me to plead to, to, uh, guilty to threats to kill. I did threaten to I threatened a young man. I said, if you don't stop your mum doing what she's doing, I'll take it up with you and all the men in your family. Yeah. That was because she was a threat to kill. So he says, he says to me, they asked me to plead. They say we'll drop everything else if you plead guilty to the threats to kill. So they put the charge to me, yeah, and I, I, I plead guilty, vicoactus. His head popped up, and I, I and I looked at him, and he's looking at me, yeah, right, right, because I'm not supposed to know Latin. I'm supposed to be some stupid black fool that doesn't know anything. Vicoactus means under duress, yeah, yeah, right, and they forced me to plead guilty to something that I never did, never did, yeah, right. So he said, you can't, you can't plead vicoactus. It's all in the paper. This is why I knew the echo was there. And these these are the what I call the receipts. Because the echo wrote, French pleaded vicoactus. And they, they put means under restraint. It doesn't mean under restraint. It means under duress. I'd been smashed over the head. I had a fractured skull. Yeah, I was getting starved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was... Depriving me of medical attention, yeah, yeah. Me, 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 me bank account has been raided by the 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 woman who said I raped her and the baby's mum joined forces. One had me phone, one had me bank card. They come together and took thousands and thousands out of me accounts. Yeah, yeah, right. Not happened to them. Not happened to them. Yeah, yeah. And I I pleaded guilty to uh, threats to kill and everything else got throughout. Yeah, right. But I pleaded guilty by coactus and I ended up taking them to court for 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 a malicious prosecution. Still, still stuff's going on. And I had to the reason why I left Liverpool, yeah, right, was to get away from their jurisdiction, to get away from Merseyside police, who were just hot for me. Yeah, yeah. To get away from a uh, uh, Liverpool probation service, uh, uh, sorry, Willow probation services, yeah. They've, they've all had to apologise for me, yeah, right? Because I wrote a white paper. I wrote an unofficial white paper called Institutional Racism and Malfeasance in Public Office. Yeah, I sent it to the Home Office. I sent it to the Prime Minister. I sent it to the Justice Minister. Got a response from from uh, um, um, the Prime Minister. And when Rocco and I are doing um, uh, our legacy videos, all these letters will be going up behind me when I'm talking about it. Yeah. yeah. So these are my receipts. When yeah. I'm saying I've got a letter from, from the Prime Minister, yeah, you're right. Flicked up onto the screen will be the letter. Yeah. Yeah. So so nobody can say, no, he didn't, he, he, that never happened. He didn't do that. Yeah. When I when when I say uh, uh, um, this this is 
it, here's a bit of advice for, for, for anybody who's in, okay. in entanglement, entanglement with anybody. When you send in anything to the prisons or any, any official documents, send them record and delivery. Make them sign for them. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I wrote three statements from, from prison saying that I was being blackmailed. Yeah, yeah, right. Merseyside police said, we never got them. We never got them. Rocco, I've still got the receipts. Hell yeah. Signed, for where they signed for them. Yeah. I keep meticulous records. You signed for them. Yeah, yeah. Don't say that you haven't got them. Yeah. They were forced. They were forced to investigate the blackmail. They were for a complaint. They were forced to say, yes, Mr. French, we shouldn't have charged you. The charges should have been dropped against you. Yeah, yeah. And we should have investigated the blackmail. They just tried to railroad me. Yeah, right. Yeah. But because I know what I'm doing, they, could, they, they couldn't railroad me yet, right? And because I know the system, yeah, yeah, and how how to fight in that arena. It's, it's why I'm it's why I'm not in jail now because I would have got an EDS if I'd have got found guilty on the rape I would have got an EDS and I'd still be in yeah. and I'd still be in jail now. They thought they had me. They thought that 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 they, they had me and they didn't have me because I wasn't guilty. You understand? Yeah. But the, 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 my innocence or my guilt was irrelevant. Yeah. There's a thing called exculpatory evidence. Siobhan Blake. Siobhan Blake is the chief prosecutor of Merseyside and Cheshire CPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, uh, decided that I should be charged with rape. Yeah, yeah. When the statements had, uh, uh, were full of, full of lies and you could see that they were full of lies. Yeah, yeah. She's the chief protagonist for Vogue. Vogue is violence against women and girls. Violence against women and girls is a real thing. Yeah, yeah. But here's another thing that's real. Yeah, yeah. False allegations against men. Yeah, right. right. I have. I was running. A, I was opening a charity, and the charity was called Massif, M A S S I F. Men accused of ser serious sexual incidents falsely. There's so many of us. So many of us. And then you see, you see these stats. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm not saying rape's a heinous crime. I wrote a, a foreword for the book for Dale, Dale, Dale Brendan Hyde. He passed away. I wrote the foreword for this book called Stitched. Yeah, he was done. He was done with rape, and he got it all overturned at the Royal Court of Justice. Yeah, I wrote the foreword, and I, the foreword is called the Female Weaponization of Rape. Yeah, there's females that have weaponized rape. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and the the feminists, the crying that so many of the rapes don't go forward. The reason why so many of the rapes don't go forward is when the police get hold of the girl's phones, they see the truth. The girl in my case, the, 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 it was a it was a racist email that, that made it fall down. Yeah, I told her the girl was gonna be the baby was gonna be aborted. She sent me a message. Fucking rigorous honesty. Nigga, please, you told me you took you was taking a slough for an abortion. Watch what I do to you now. Yeah, yeah, the police suppressed that evidence. Yeah, yeah, right. I run a abusive process case on the 13th of September 2016. That's when Judge Dennis Watson knew I wasn't a fool. Yeah, yeah, right. He banned the press that day. The press had been in, they were mainstreaming, they were running at a, a live stream of my rape case in the Echo. 
Yeah, right. The day when I when I was running my abusive process, and I was saying to him, "You're bent. You're bent as a nine bob note." Yeah, you can't say that to me. I said, "Look what you're doing." Yeah, yeah. You withhold. You, you won't. You won't give me further disclosure. You won't get the CPS to give me the evidence that I need. And you know that the evidence exists. Yeah, right. Because there's tape recorders. She had a tape recorder in her hand. Yeah, right. And when we when we do do our series, yeah. we, we will we'll go into this in detail because it's yeah. a fantastic it's a fantastic story and it's a fantastic story of how I combated it. Yeah, right. But what 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 I need to do, yeah, right, is 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 have my receipts up behind me. Yeah. yeah? So I can say, you see, this is what? the truth. <laughs> Paperwork. Yeah. This is exactly what we're going to be working on. But listen. Stephen, I have to say, you have done an incredible job this evening. Uh, we're hitting you. that two-hour mark, people. I want to say thank you to everyone who has been watching. Of course, uh, Stephen, for being here. And remember, we're here next week, okay? We're here next week and for the next two weeks uh, with Stephen. So make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you tell your friends, make sure you tell your gran, your mom, your dad, all those people to be tuning in next week. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, Sean will charge his headphones because uh, we need, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But Stephen, uh, thank uh, you for being here, just, mate. Just, 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 be, just before you go, okay. Those, those, those who follow me and, and know me as the fighting preacher, and know me as a man of peace, yeah, and a man that's that's walking humbly and without and without aggression anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, this is a different arena. This is a different facet. To my personality this is this is aimed this for me personally this is this is aimed at those who throw scorn on my name who try to run my name into the mud this is me looking them in the face and saying stop talking shit yeah bring the evidence bring the receipts or pack it in it's no it's no point just putting stephen french is the grass unless you can say you have grass on yeah. yeah, Stephen French is a nonce, unless you can say you have nonced. Yeah, they're just names that you're trying to call me because yeah. I know you've got some issue with me. Yeah, right. So for those who 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 follow me and see see my uh, uh, gentler side, I apologize, but it's the warrior in me won't lie down. Yeah, yeah. just. The warrior in me just can't lie down. I've got to fight these people. Yeah, right. But I'm no different. Yeah, yeah. I'll still be offering my advice and, and change powered by choice. And I'm still about love. And I'm still about light. And I'm still about hope. I'm just dealing with some fools. <laughs> so just understand that. Thank yeah, you. Well, this yeah. Thank you, everybody, for, for being here. Thank you, Sean, for, uh, you know, supplying the platform. And we will see you all next week. Make sure you like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And until then, we will see you in the next one, guys. Thank you so, so much for being here. We'll see you and, and what else is what else happens in that? Burn a uh, uh, saint and altar card in your hands, and you actually take an oath. And what is that oath? The oath is if you violate what you know about uh, this life, betray your brothers, you'll die and burn in hell like Saint is burning in your hands. And do you accept that oath? And I said, yes, I did. Did you meet him? Not? Many times, yeah. What was he like? 
great. I mean, I enjoyed it. Constantly be thinking, wherever you go, that somebody one day may tap you on the shoulder. It's, it's and exactly point. what they would see as revenge for you breaking the, yeah. the code. I know that that's a possibility, yes. I mean, to me, it would be ridiculous to assume you hadn't. You can't be a mafia captain for that length of time in charge of that number of people and not kill people, can you? Well, well, let me put it this way. You know, it's a violent life at times. Mm. And if you're part of the life, you're part of the violence. And yeah, as a captain, I was given an order, told what to do, I did it. What do you think happened to him? There's two schools of thought. He hung himself or he was murdered. Not only did I spend time in that prison, I spent time on that tier. Right. Because I was in lockdown there. I mean, all those things happening at one time, the cameras are gone, the guards fall asleep. It doesn't happen. When I was in there, they were watching me 24-7.